It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. He has beautifully blended Eastern and Western spiritual principles. All right, you agape people. Agape's in the house. Hello. So he's he he isn't he the perfect blend of Eastern Western, with a devout uh, international following. He leads one of the most progressive churches right here in Los Angeles. Michael Bernard Beckwith is here to tell us how we can participate in our own unfolding. Peace. Peace and mighty richest blessings to you. Oprah really knows how to do it, doesn't she? It is my joy and my honor to participate in this magnificent Super Soul Sessions. And I just want to say my mother's name, Alice Geneva Beckwith, out loud, because she would have been here. She would have been here with me. And as uh, Oprah Winfrey reminded us, you know, we're establishing a divine intentionality for our life, for when we have intention, the energy flows in that direction. So my intention with you is to, is to connect with you on the soul level and allow you to hear what I am listening to. So that you're not only listening to what I'm saying, you're listening to what I'm listening to, the broadcast of the universal presence of God, love, beauty, joy, intelligence, by whatever name you choose to call it. There is an eternal broadcast that's always happening, and we're here to tune in, to listen to it, and then to be its expression, to be its mouthpiece, to be its uh, instrumentality through which we get to live a bold, magnificent, and mighty life. The theme of my particular talk is uh, participating in your own unfolding. Participating in your own unfolding. 
We always begin with an awareness that as a spiritual being having a human incarnation, that there is so much good and so much beauty and so much love, so much intelligence, so much power that's already locked within you, loaded and coded within you from the very presence of love itself. And that you've entered into this particular incarnation, not missing anything. You've entered into this incarnation, not from any kind of original sin or original flaw, but you've entered into this incarnation as an original blessing from the mind of a universal spirit, and that you are here to perfectly reflect and to reveal the cosmos in a way that only you can do it as a unique expression of infinite potential. Somebody say yes. And so, when we deal with the word unfolding, we're coming to an understanding that we're not in this world to get anything. We are in this world to let something unfold from within us. You are allowing that dynamic good to unfold from within your very being. Just as a rose seed unfolds and produces roses, there's nothing that that seed is missing. It begins to be in the right condition so that its infinite potential can show up as a rose bush and then a plethora of rose bushes as well. You are a divine and perfect spiritual idea. There is something within you that is unique, mighty, and magnificent. And you're here to to reveal it. And now here's the deal. You get to participate in your unfolding. It is not happenstance. It's not accidental. You're not waiting around for the laws of evolution to shift the conditions so that you can become yourself as the spiritual image and likeness of God. And I perhaps, you know, people say that a lot, but it doesn't get broken down at times. In other words, no one really knows what that means, the image and likeness of God. What does that mean? It doesn't mean you look in the mirror and you say, God's looking good today. (laughs) Because the presence of love and beauty and joy and intelligence, they're invisible. This is the evidence of it. The image and likeness of God means you share a faculty with the creator. And that faculty is you get to think independent of circumstances. You get to think independent of any condition that's going on in your life. So you can be sitting here today at Super Soul Sessions. Something can be going on in your life, but you can begin to think from a higher level. You can begin to embrace a higher intentionality. You can begin to embrace a higher vision. You can begin to think independent of that circumstance and then watch as that circumstance begins to change based on the changing of your own octave, your own vibration, and your own frequency. So you are here. To participate in your own unfolding. I, I, I break this down sometimes by, by coming to an understanding or bringing individuals to understanding that we move through four stages of spiritual growth, development, and unfoldment. Stages are infinite, of course, but just for the sake of, of brevity and just for the sake of 25 minutes, <laughs> there, there, there are four stages that we, we have a tendency to move through. The first stage is the stage of the victim. This is where individuals, and you're here in this particular session, probably not too many victims here, uh, at least those who won't confess to it. (laughs) But the victim stage, these are individuals that have a tendency to have a perception that something outside of themselves determines their destiny. Something outside of themselves determines their happiness. Some condition, some person, some place, something. Something can can make them happy. Or 
something outside of themselves or someone outside of themselves can determine their destiny or make them sad. They're giving up their power to something external. And every victim has a victim story. Somebody did it to me story. It's somebody's fault. It's somebody's, somebody is to blame as to why I'm not happy. And they're, they're unaware that it is their limited perception and the thoughts that are emerging from that perception that's determining uh, their particular experience and ultimately the conditions in their life. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah. You catching it? And so, and so the victim is living in this, in this state of thinking that the world is against them, the world, people are determining their circumstances. They're more concerned about what other people are thinking about what they're thinking than more concerned about the presence and what the presence of love and beauty is thinking about you. And so we have a tendency to experience not reality. We have a tendency to experience our thinking about reality. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Case in point, uh, a few years, number of years ago, I was leaving a, a, a peace conference. And I can remember this very vividly because it was the last time that I saw Yolanda King uh, alive. She was a member of the Agape community, and we said our goodbyes. And that was the last time I saw her. The next week, she had made her transition, so it always sticks out in my mind. And uh, so I get to the airport, and at that time, uncustomarily early, because we're always running late, <laughs> but, but, but getting there on time. And uh, <laughs> so I'm at the airport, and I realize that my, my, my suitcase doesn't have a, a name tag on it. So I go behind the counter, I get some name tags, and I'm putting it on my suitcase, and I notice this police officer staring at me. And so, and he's really riveting, staring at me. So I think to myself, what, did I do something wrong by going around the, 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 the counter here? And I had noticed that from time to time I'd been pulled out of line rather frequently to be ex extra checked, and one time they checked me so good I went back for seconds because they... they <laughs> <laughs> they touched spaces like, ooh, can you touch right there, please? You know. Anyway, 
So I'm thinking these thoughts, you know, uh, uh, why is he staring at me? And then he gets on his microphone, and the next thing I know, there's another police officer standing there. So my, all these thoughts are going through my mind, you know, is, is this going to be some kind of harassment? What's going on here? And so I bend down to put my name on the, on the luggage, and I'm trying to ignore him. But you know what happens when you ignore someone. <laughs> the energy is connected. So the next thing I know, I feel them standing behind me, and I hear that he says, sir. And I say, yes. He said, uh, my wife and I have drawn a line in the sand about life ever since we saw you in that movie, The Secret. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we were staring at you because we wanted to make sure that was really you because you changed my life and you changed the life of my family and I'm, I'm going to go off now and, and I'm going to retire and I'm going to finally pursue my dreams. I just wanted to meet you. And so here I am in the airport hugging these police officers <laughs> who are really peace officers. And, 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 but here's the point. I was having an experience of my thoughts about reality. I was not directly experiencing that, that which was real. What was real was that I was surrounded by love and someone that just wanted to connect with me. And what I was temporarily experiencing was my thinking that perhaps I was about to be bothered by somebody. Untrue. When you're in the state of the victim, you don't really touch reality. You're touching your thoughts about reality. And so our inner work and our intentionality and our vision and our affirmation and our affirmative prayer and our meditation and all the spiritual technologies that we begin to move, move into practice move us into a space where we come out of victimhood and we come into the stage called the manifester. This is where we learn to take responsibility for our own life. We begin to take responsibility for our own thinking. We begin to take responsibility for our own perception. We begin to take responsibility for what flows out of our mouth. And as we begin to do that, we begin to learn that thoughts are units of mental energy that have the tendency to, uh, to, to become things. They have a tendency to transmute themselves into speech, into experience, into perception, and, and unfolding experience. So what do we learn in stage two? We learn, as Oprah reminded us today, we learn to establish intention. We learn to begin to describe the kind of life that we want to live. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is this. You do not describe what you see. You see what you describe. Did you catch that? You do not describe what you see. You ultimately in life see what you describe. So in stage two at the level of the manifester, you begin to take responsibility for your life and you begin to describe the kind of life, the kind of experience, the, the kind of relationships, the, the kind of entrepreneurial spirit that you want to participate in. And as you begin to articulate that and describe that and deep, go into a deep feeling tonality about that, that begins to unfold and manifest in your life. You begin to understand the nature of affirmation. You begin to understand the nature of vision. You begin to understand the nature of thought. You begin to understand the nature of speaking life into your own life. You begin to understand the nature that life is for you and never against you and that you are getting out of your own way so that life can live itself through you so completely and magnificently and dynamically. This is the level of the manifester and the level of the manifester is simply saying, you know, if I, if I can see it, if I can imagine it, I can bring it into manifestation. 
But we don't stop there. That's just stage two. That's just stage two. Stage three is the level of the channel, the instrument, the place. And this is where you begin to grow and you begin to unfold through spiritual insight. Uh, you begin to understand that the universe is for you. The presence of God is for you. There's nothing against you. There's no original flaw. There's a divine and perfect idea within you that's seeking to unfold. And so instead of, in stage two, you're mentally making something happen. In stage three, you're making it welcome. You go from making it happen to making it welcome. And we bring the word surrender back into usage because we're not surrendering to an external deity. We are surrendering to the potential that's within our own soul that wants to unfold, that wants to reveal itself, that wants to express itself. And so we find ourselves more and more frequently in the zone of sometimes not even knowing what we're going to say. I'm in that place a lot, <laughs> but we're guided by a universal principle that takes over our life. Stage two, we see it. If, if you can see it, you can make it happen. Stage three, eyes have not seen nor ears heard, nor has entered into the heart of man and woman that which the mother, father, God has in store for those who love the presence and live according to the divine purpose, which is to reflect and to reveal the infinite as only you can do it. And so in stage three, we're available, we're open, yielding, surrender. Those are the words for stage three. Stage uh, two, I can imagine it, I visualize it, I can describe it, I can make it happen. Stage three, I surrender, I let, I allow, I yield. However, I'm yielding based on what I've learned in stage two, that life is good. That life is for me. Life is not against me. Life is, is absolutely on my side. And so that's the zone stage. That's, that's being in the zone. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's huzzah, a toast to breakfast. Three great words, free, fries, Friday, especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Valid one time on Fridays at participating McDonald's through 12-31-24. Excludes tax, must update rewards. And stage four, stage four is a state of being where the sense, the personal sense of being separate from life, separate from beauty, separate from love, separate from the presence of God by whatever name you choose to call the presence, which is never an absence. The presence, omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent, omniactive, everywhere. You, you have moments where that sense of a demarcation and separation dissolves and you realize that your life is indeed the life of the infinite. That there is no other life. Uh, there are only unique individualized expressions of the only life that there is. Just as there are unique and individualized expressions of waves on the ocean. But they're all connected to the ocean and intrinsically they are one with the ocean. Those are the stages, you see. And so as we navigate through those stages, uh, 
we have to always give up something to go to the next level of awareness as we are participating in our own unfolding. In order to move out of victimhood, because as I said earlier, every victim has a victim story. Every victim has a they did it to me story. And it's not to discount the fact that bad things have happened to people. That, that, that their abuse has happened. Individuals have, a, 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 have been, a, have been a, a victim of, of destructive behavior. That's not denouncing that. Not saying that doesn't happen. But what we are saying, that to move out of victimhood, you have to embrace one forgiveness. You have to embrace forgiveness with the awareness that all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. Because we know that a thought being a unit of mental energy, if I'm hanging on to resentment, if I'm hanging on to animosity, if I'm hanging on to hate, those thoughts are replicating themselves according to that frequency, and I am hanging on to that experience long after it has gone, and the lack of forgiveness is one of the highest forms of self-abuse. Because I'm saying to the universe, hit me again. Bring this experience again. I want more of this. So as I hang on to the unforgiveness, I'm abusing myself. I'm not hurting any individuals that may have said something bad about me or, or done so something bad. destructively. All that I'm doing is constantly circulating through my mind, ultimately my emotional body, my mental body, and my physical body, toxic chemicals that are direct result of those particular thoughts, I'm abusing myself. So in order to move out of victimhood, we embrace forgiveness. And, and not just one time, we're talking about a way of life every single night, perhaps, as you go to bed, you scan your life and you begin to notice, was there any resentment, any animosity that has begun to seep in and you begin to dissolve it through your inner act of, of forgiveness until you can go to bed clean and wake up clean so that you as a pristine expression of the infinite are not pulling your past around like a carcass you're stepping into the awareness of every single day. This is an adventure. This incarnation. This incarnation. This incarnation is a super soul session in, in which you have chosen to be here in this incarnation. You volunteered to be here at this particular stage of human becoming in a time in which there's so many things going on in the world of phenomena. You chose to be here. You weren't pushed. You, you raised your hand and said, I'm going to earth. I'm going to earth. There's work that needs to be done. There's kindness that needs to be shared. There's creativity that needs to I've got to go there. So, so you chose to be here. And as you learn the laws of manifestation and you become uh, adept at the laws of manifestation with the reminder that you cannot transcend anything that you, you haven't mastered, so you, you master stage two. You master visualization. You master creative imagination. You master your affirmation. You master creating your vision. You master articulating the kind of world you want to live in. You master that until a deep feeling level happens within you, and you're able now to surrender and let go and let love and let beauty and let joy. And what you're giving up 
to, to uh, from that stage, you're giving up control. Don't get nervous. <laughs> I know some of you are control freaks up in here. <laughs> and it's difficult to give up control when you've been victimized a lot in your life and you finally are able to embrace a universal principle that you can trust. And you know what? You don't just wake up one day and say, I, I surrender. I, I, I give up control. No. It happens incrementally. As you are doing your inner work, your affirmative prayer, your meditation, your life visioning, you become a candidate for an insight. An insight is an event that happens in your awareness where incrementally or suddenly you know something that you formerly believed. Something you know that you used to believe, but now you know it. And when you start to have an insight that the universe is friendly, when you start to have an insight that the presence is for you and not against you, when you start to have an insight that everything truly is working together for your individual and collective good, when you have that insight, now you can let go of control. And you're yielding now as a place through which the power, the intelligence, the love, the beauty, the creativity, the resourcefulness now can begin to take over your life. So the first to, to come out of victimhood, you're, you're entering into the vibration of forgiveness and you're giving up your blame story. To, as you move into the realm of manifestation, to move into being a channel, you're little by little giving up control. And as you are now living and moving and having your being... Uh, primarily as an instrument of the Spirit, as an instrument of love and beauty and joy in order to move more and more into those states of consciousness where you feel absolutely that you are one with this presence, one with life. You're giving up your a personal sense of separation from life, from God, from joy. We all carry a little bit of it. You'll notice if you pray sometimes, you'll notice that you'll have a little bit of your prayer and you place God way out there. Even though you have heard it's closer than you're breathing and nearer than your hands and feet. Even though you have heard that it's the, the realm of heaven's at hand and that the kingdom is within you, you've heard it. But still in your mind, it's, God is out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but not here. And so what happens is incrementally, you start to have an insight, oh my God, the presence is here. And we're not, you don't blaspheme the presence by accepting that the presence is right where you are. You can only blaspheme the presence by limiting its nature through you. Only by stopping its power. That's how you limit it. And so... In short, to, to, to sum, sum this up, there's a perfect pattern within you, loaded and coded by the divine presence itself. You are here at this stage of our human evolution to, per, to, to consciously participate in your own unfolding. Not just wait to see what happens in your life, but as Oprah reminded us, to have an intention. Describe your life so that ultimately you can let go and let the presence unfold as your life unique pattern of you and then you'll understand this statement that when you believe more in what you don't see than in what you do see than what you do see you won't see and what you don't see you will see i'll repeat it i'll repeat it 
When you believe more in what you don't see, what you can't see, the realm of love and beauty and joy and harmony and peace, they're invisible qualities. You can't see them with the sensorium. You can't see them with the five senses. You can only see their evidence. When you begin to believe and feel more in what you, you don't see than in what you do see, sometimes obstacles, hindrances, obstructions. When you believe more in what you don't see than in what you do see, then what you do see, you won't see. And what you don't see, you will see. Amen. This is where Preach. we are living. This is where we are. Talk to me. This is where we are. And you, you get to participate. This is not a bystander sport. You're not a looky-loo. The Spirit and all of its magnificence trusted you so much that it placed all of its power, all of its intelligence, all of its love, all of its beauty. It placed everything within you. The presence is everywhere in its fullness, and it placed it within you that it, this presence, may come into its own as your life. As you're living, as you're giving, as you're sharing, so that you will wake up with a sense of gratitude and thanksgiving for existence itself and for your existence, asking, what can I share today? What can I give? How can I be more myself? How can I be a magnificent change agent? How can I bring heaven to earth every single day? You ask that question, the universe will answer it. Peace and blessings to you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.